guys, welcome to Minefields. My name's Joshua Michael. Colin is on set again because he's kicking ass in the movie business. But of course, definitely not not last but not least because he's our favorite tough guy, Mr. Tony Morales. How you doing? Uh, doing all right, man. How's things going with you? Dude, it's been good, man. I'm glad to talk to you, man. We actually have been like, I uh, should have started recording about two hours ago, but we got talking about action figures and shit. But, um, yeah, I do love a good action figure. We got to get to business. Talk about talk about some comics, man. The, those those season the the series five uh, AEW look look tasty. They look juicy. They do look pretty good. Shoot, I want that. I want that fucking Luchasaurus, man. I want that the Jungle Boy. I've got it in my bin now. I got it. Uh, once we're done here, I'm gonna go ahead and pull the trigger on that shit. But why didn't you're gonna be on like three weeks late, freaking? Like three months before you get it. After that, you gotta do it now. Don't strike while the iron's hot. They got you. I don't know why they haven't taken the opportunity to have some fun with some mail away figures. Number one, if you buy uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, you send in the proof of purchases. You gotta butcher your package, and you get your Marco stunt <laughs> in a plastic I, bag. If you remember back in the day. Back in WCW, had a figure. They had the uh, the giant, and the giant. When you bought the giant, came with a little Rey Mysterio figure with an extendable neck for the choke slam. Dude, that's incredible. That's what they. That's what they should do with freaking Marco Stunt. Like you, you know, you buy you buy Jungle Boy, or you buy Luchasaurus, and then as an accessory, you get Marco Stunt. Dude, why not? I mean, because we're all gonna buy it. It's like, I, like I really would like to see the demographics on these sort of figures, like. Who's actually buying these? Uh, Ten to twenty-year-old uh, men that like still play with the figures, or thirty to forty-year-olds <laughs> like us. Um, I have a five, a five-year-old. I have a perfectly valid excuse. You have a perfectly valid excuse, and and he actually plays with them too. It's not just me, dude. Does he have like full-on knock-on dragouts, man? Because I miss having those sort of fights with my GI Joes. He is the king of the battle royal. Really? He, he love he loves a Royal Rumble like you would not believe. Dude, those are the best. Yeah. But yeah, he will he he's got he's got that. He's got a royal, he's got a my old school ring which is huge from like I think from the 80s actually, the original Hasbro's or, or the LJNs. Oh, no, no, Hasbro's. 80s Hasbro's one ones I played with. Mid 80s were LJNs. Mid 80s were LJN, late 80s were Hasbro's and Yeah. Yeah, those LGNs were definitely past my time. Those are the ones that like that were beat to shit and all the paint was peeled off that I'd get mm-hmm. like at a, at a yard sale, which I was still thankful for. But um, they were non-articulated or anything like that, but they were still badass, yeah. man. Now, yeah, we had all the ones like the pullback punches and whatnot, so those were the Hasbros. But I've got this big old ring that my wife freaking took the time and like hand-painted for him. No once shit. Once I got it out of my parents' garage. And friggin' yeah, it looks pretty. It looks pretty nice. I get to put. I really get to put a picture up on uh, on the Insta, as the kids would say. Dude, you should do that, man. You need to post more. Like uh, I started the uh, like there was a uh, Colorado Springs roast because I got the the reins on all of the social media. Uh, I'm not the main poster on Facebook, but I've got access to it. But for CSW, I started the Twitter, the um, Twitch, and the Instagram, and we have been getting a steady like 10 15 ads a day on that one i mean like just constantly people are all right and i barely i think i've posted like three or four things and yeah you need to post that ring dude that's awesome yeah i really do i post post it up after the show tonight 
Uh, serious question: Does your sis, does your uh, wife have a sister with low standards? She does not. She she has a pair of brothers. One's twenty one. If that's your thing, I don't. I'm not here to judge. I mean, he's still legal, but no, no, no. I mean, I was in college for a little bit, but nah, I'm good. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> it's entertaining, if nothing else. <laughs> your face is turning red as shit, man. That's funny as shit. <laughs> I think I'm pretty entertaining. Ah, we got some. Yeah. Nah, got some... no, uh, no sisters with low standards, unfortunately. Damn. I guess I'll have to make it on my own again. Aww. You're gonna make it after all. <laughs> Dude, I was texting my homegirl tonight, and she was like, what's your problem with, like, because she posted something, and, and I was like, my problem with these thirst pictures is that you're hanging out with your new, new girlfriend, and she shows you photos of your ex, ex-girlfriend naked at South by Southwest in a fucking porta potty That's my problem. <laughs> and she's like, that happened to you? And I was like, yeah. That happened to me. <laughs> and she, how did how did your girlfriend even find these photos? She hated her. I don't know what. Like, how how do you find your new boyfriend's ex ex girlfriend's naked photos from South by Southwest in a party? I don't port a party. I don't. I don't fucking know. I'm ashamed. She's like, God damn. I'm blaming. I'm I'm blaming on the cloud. <laughs> All the clouds fall. It's got to be the cloud. But like, what do you even Google? Like. God, her name was Angel, and, and Haley always called her Mandel, and I was like, she doesn't look like a man, and then, like, yeah. <laughs> and you saw the nudes, and you were like, yeah, she does look like a man. Yeah, yeah. Mm, she looked like a man. Yeah, the uh, the porta potty lighting definitely didn't uh, grace a female's figure. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was one of these, like, memories that came back uh, that had to be triggered because of a head injury, but like, it was one of those things, I was like, oh, that happened. <laughs> That's why I have my hair Man, long. You, my face. Some, day, some days you just can't win. No, no, so, no. Some days you just need to stay in bed, covers over your head, and just wait for the blizzard to go away. Yeah, man, we got lucky, man. Like, uh, fuck, man, we got like 10 degrees, we got a little bit of snow, but like Texas is like completely like yeah. done. Texas is what, uh, rolling power outages, everything. I've heard my buddy, Poor guy down in San Antonio has been without freaking power for about two days. It's like five minutes, he's saying. Damn. And I was like, man. Ten degrees, but, cold. Yeah. I think the worst it got for us was like negative 12 or negative 15 that I've seen. And it was at night. Like, we didn't even yeah. notice. It was actually... I, a, dude, I got, I, got, I got my tiger blanket. I'm good. It, dude, I've got my, my uh, space oil heater. I've got my uh, John Cena blanket. Um... My OU Snuggie. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you do not have an OU Snuggie. I have an Tell o- me you made that up. No, I've got an OU oh. Snuggie. You see this shit? <laughs> oh, unfortunately I do. Ah. Oh. It was a Christmas oh. present for that treasure. I sleep with this thing, man. Dude, oh, I, man. I graduated from there, dude. I'll wear OU fucking condoms. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to show me the OU condoms. No. For the love of God, I don't <laughs> want to see the OU condoms. Don't worry. I'll show you just a, a screenshot. No. Of, of, no. The, of the wrapper. Don't. Just the wrapper. Oh. I, won't, I, won't, I won't threaten you with that one, man. Oh. But, uh, Colin, we miss you. Yeah. So come back. Yeah, Colin, Colin's usually the one that gets me to like calm down. <laughs> but uh, uh, my We miss you and Star Trek. Yeah. And dude, he was just like... You'll let me talk about Star Wars one because you won't shut the fuck up about it. But even this, yeah, it, 
Do I, I, don't, I don't mind. I don't mind it. I just, <laughs> I just like roasting him about it. But even then, man, someone's got to calm me down when I get on the fucking jazz about this sort of shit. It's funny because uh, I, I do got to let uh, the minefielders know that you, you guys don't really know what we really do. Uh, we're we're the executive producers at Colorado Springs Wrestling. We we what goes on on TV is what we decide. Uh, for better or worse. For better or for worse. <laughs> uh, Morales is uh, behind the mic doing the uh, commentary with Mr. Tristan, and I'm the one figuring out how to film shit and putting it all together. And he helps me with the flyers, and and uh, we we've got a, a nice uh, solid trust with the CSW uh, powers that be, and. Uh, it's, it's, it's nice, uh, working with this gentleman. Like, uh, you can't get away from me. Sorry about that, brother. Yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. Freaking, rather work with you than a bunch of other people I used to work with, so I'm good. Shit, man. We get a kick-ass work ethic, and we've got a kick-ass fucking list of comic books to talk about tonight, man. I'm really sad I didn't get really all fully caught up on DC this, uh, last week, but... Oh, you, you missed out. Dude, you no, no, I, I, I've got them. You just gotta, uh, but I, obviously I don't care about spoilers, because I just care about good stories and good construction, so tell me about fucking Dark Detective 3, man. All right, we got some Dark Detective 3. So, where we, we ended last time, let me see here, so we got Bruce Wayne, who, you know... The world thinks is dead. So this is the legit. Just to just to clarify, this is legit Bruce Wayne because there's yeah. what there's two or three Batman out right there, right now. Yeah, there's at least two, possibly. Well, there's definitely a third one who's actually one of the t- the the talents in our universe. Right, and then and then also uh, real Batman from back in the day from the flashback Batman and Superman uh, comics that are uh, happening in past time in future state. Mm-hmm. There's that one, and then there's uh, one of, it's a, calls himself Jace, right? who is the brother of Batwing, but nice. nobody knows he's actually the new Batman, or the next Batman. And, and don't forget Nightwing in the first place, man, because there's, like, if, did you ever read the old school Grant Morrison, uh, uh, not old school, is it old school? It's, fuck, man. It, it qualifies as old school at this point, yeah, I'd say. At least ten years old. So him and Damien, man, like he was a legit Batman, man. Like, and it was kind of a hard pill to swallow at first because I really, the last time I really experienced him trying to be Batman was Azrael, and that was that was like a bad girlfriend. <laughs> it's true. Mm. All right, so basically, we got the uh, Bruce Wayne is living with a conspiracy theorist now because he has no place to go. And the conspiracy theorist has a daughter who believes that, or who who is just tired of both of their crap, because she believes that Bruce is basically influencing her old man father in, in into following these conspiracy theories, and she's just sick and tired of it. Is is this issue okay? So uh, I'm vaguely remembering reading one where it ends with uh, the old man kicking Bruce's door down to destroy his TV. Mm-hmm. Is this that same I issue? Then, yes, this was, this was issue two. All right, cool. Right, that was issue two leading into issue three. All right, cool. Help, help me out. All right, so Batman, we've, we're learning about you know the magistrate technology right now, and this is like a bare-bones bare bones Batman. He barely has anything, but he's following up on all these surveillance, uh, surveillance bots, basically. He's just kind of following them around, seeing what they do, and turn, you know, same time if he get you know he's trying to lay low because if they see him they're gonna you know they're gonna fire on him because he's got a mask right right 
So, you know, he's running from, you know, some bots, and then all of a sudden he actually runs into the next Batman. Ooh. So this is kind of the first time first time they've met, because like I said, nobody knows Bruce Wayne's alive. Cool new black guy with a badass motorcycle. Yeah. So they're over here just, you know, having a little bit of words, because, you know, like I said, he doesn't you know Jace does has no idea that, you know, this is actually the original Batman. You know, and he's like, you know, you need to get the hell out of here because, you know, this isn't safe. And he's just like, Bruce Wayne's just like, I'm going about my business, you know. <laughs> and maybe you need to walk away before you get killed. Nice. Because he's ready for a fucking beatdown. I mean, he's, I mean, that being cooped up like that, like, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, especially, you know, when you're used to being out at, you know, around the city as, you know, Bruce Wayne is, as Batman. Even with his crappy apartment from two years ago. Or last yeah. year. Yeah, last year. He, he barely moved into that place and the world ended. Ridiculous. Yep. Uh, so here he is, freaking, you know, in his in his basement with his one computer, trying to discover, you know, trying to basically break into the system to see what the uh, the robot, the magistrate bots are doing, and he finds out that they they're basically everywhere, and it's it's to the point where freaking, you know, basically his roommate's right, the conspiracy theorist. No, but yeah, I I, and, I I dug that from the second one, man. That was cool. Yeah, like they're everywhere, and like to the point where he finds out that they now know where he's at. Shit. So basically, you know, he goes out front of his own building and is basically calling them out to get to that way they won't destroy his place, you know, because his roommate and his roommate's daughter are in there. Yeah. And like the last thing is basically, you know, him coming to terms with the fact that there's nowhere to hide. They know everything, they know where I am. And they're coming for me. So it's basically him panicking with a baseball bat, trying to beat down as many of these drones as he can. Is that how it ended? Yeah. Okay, couple takeaways that immediately pop in my head. First off, the fact that they're calling the legit Batman comic detective. Um, that's one of the best parts about Batman. Um, <clears throat> you know just as well as I do that the best Batman comics has always been detective comics when it's about like him being a detective. I mean, you're, you're telling me flat out right off the right off the bat as a writer, my my mind is just laser focused on the fact that rather than sit around and 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 be stagnant, he's looking for patterns. He he doesn't. He, there's other dudes out there, you know, saving you know random. Uh, citizens from shit he's got other shit to deal with and he's looking for patterns that yeah that that's what that's what makes me pop on that one man yeah i mean he's looking for he's looking for bigger and better he's trying to you know and i i love the fact that like i said this is a bruce wayne that has no money he's got nothing going for him he's got no he's got no bat family no batmobile no mansion no alfred no nothing no nothing this is this is a guy forced to have a roommate because he has no money. Right. He's got no income, no way to make an income. And freaking... But at the end of the day, he's still Batman. He's still trying to do whatever he can to make, you know, make things right. It, it, it definitely makes me happy seeing these uh, these peripheral characters when, when he gets put in that sort of spot. Like, uh, I hearken back to The Dark Knight when we get Carrie as, as Robin. And, and just mm -hmm. people that you just wouldn't expect... That would be anyway part of the Bat family as opposed to like you know being an orphan or, 
any anything like Barbara or anything like that. Like you get all these random characters that I, I think one of the best parts about it is is when you get a, a superhero comic book that you can remember what it was like to want to be any one of these characters. Like it, it's it's been a long time since I've seen a a, a a superhero like and I can remember what it was like to be a kid and be like, man, I wanted to be him so fucking bad. Mm-hmm. And and like like I'd want to like I'd want to be the 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 friend of the 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 roommate. Like we're figuring out the uh, the shit on the side and in or even the, the the cool chick fucking daughter. I mean, she's got some fucking cojones, man. Like they 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 really beefed up. Gotham, man. I don't want to live in this nice, safe place. I want to live in in a comic book in a place where it's going to be dangerous, and you've you've got the means to be a badass. Yeah. Well, so it's one of the interesting things too. Like you know, when you talk about all the like the extended family that's kind of found Batman over the years, it's almost funny because like you know when you think of like a character like Superman, you know his entire insignia on his chest, you know, meant hope. And, like, meant, like, a brighter tomorrow, basically. But, like, you look at Batman and, like, his influence over the years, it's basically, you know, Batman basically is not, you know, he 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 gives hope even though I don't think he really means to, per se. Agreed. But on the other hand, he also, it's more so that, like, if you want hope, you've got to fight for it. And that's kind of, I think, like, the mantra of what Batman means. You know, if you want a brighter tomorrow, you've got to be willing to freaking put the work in to do it. Especially after all the years of when we've seen where he's been a good thing, he's been a bad thing for Gotham, back and forth, and now he mm-hmm. is... We don't know what he is right now. Right now he's struggling to figure out what the Right now he's is. dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, <laughs> but I mean, even when he's dead, though, another person stepped up to be Batman. You know? Freaking, they're still, you know, Nightwing's still leading the resistance. Barbara Gordon, they finally, they found her in uh Well, we'll get to that one. I think we'll get to... Yeah, that one's definitely... I think on the list, but, uh, you know, they found Barbara Gordon because she'd been captured and basically used for her information. Cause she's Oracle. Right. And freaking, you know, all these, all these characters, even without, you know, a central Batman figure are still fighting for hope. It's, it's what matters. And it's one of the best parts about everything that's going on in future state right now is like, it is, I mean, like, we get all these dystopian stories and, like, you know, I've read a lot of articles about how um, us sci-fi geeks have always hoped for a dystopian society and we're living in one, and we're getting to one Yeah. in our real life. But you you get it where it's the worst of the worst and it's not this hopeless feeling because the people are still fighting for what matters, for justice, for peace – for even just the the little guy, and you know it, it it's still going on despite the fact that the magistrate will find you and he will fucking end you. Yeah, <laughs> every everything they've got is shoot on orders. Oh, shoot on orders. Shoot on sight. Like like no no mercy. Like it's it's worse than Judge Dredd, man. Like at least he try to talk to you beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Any anything else you got left from that one, man? Because that was juicy. Yeah, no, it was it's it's solid. I can't. I'm interested to see what's going to happen once, because like as we've kind of gotten into these stories, we're kind of seeing a lot more interwoven stories. Right. So kind of like all the Bat books seem to be together. Flash is intermingled with uh, Teen Titans. Right. 
and freaking like it makes I think the timelines kind of come together. I'm not gonna lie though, man. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna like kind of. This is kind of like their version of Age of Apocalypse, where like you, you leave it, you're kind of like I'm gonna want more of this, dude. And, and I know I'm gonna want more of this because this this it's been some well thought out intricate planning. I feel like, and like at the end of the day, we're only getting from what I understand, we're only getting this for like three four months. Dude, you're preaching to the choir. That was the best. That was the best goddamn metaphor for it, man. Because Age of Apocalypse, man. Like one of the best parts about it was a, it wasn't gonna last. B, mm-hmm. everything that happened was great. Even Gambit and the Externals. The, those books were good. Uh, yeah, we, we got those nice bookends, the Alpha and, Alpha and, Omega. and Omega, that were those just gorgeously drawn. We got Adam Kuber. I can't remember the guy that did the Omega. He was one of the B listers, but he he knocked out of the park. We got those cool covers. We got Magneto. Uh, I mean, like I can go on and on about that, but you were absolutely correct, man. It was it was a chaos, and I'm gonna enjoy it every second, man. I hope they do with this big ass omnibus, man. Just yeah, just put it all together. I mean, I mean, that's what they did with Age of Apocalypse. I read, I, th- I finally read it like 20 years later. Read everything because I just picked up like I think they had like three volumes of it that had everything together, and I just pieced together the ones that weren't in there. I read it all the main ones like uh, I was when it was coming out I read like all the Weapon X's uh, all of the main X-Men uh, I picked up Gambit and the Externals um, I was hooked on Dark Beast um, was was not a fan of X, X-Men um, I thought he was the worst Nate Gray was alright but yeah I could see that but uh, I, it was like I think it was like 2006. I got really drunk one night and woke up with like 200 bucks missing out of my account, and I bought like, <laughs> <laughs> and I I bought uh, all of the Age of Apocalypse, the entire run, uh, all first prints. Uh, I, I think I got it for like 80 bucks, and I got the, oh wow, and I got the um, I had some of them, but I wanted the whole goddamn thing in one one nice place and then i bought all yeah. of the um the what was the it was called the phalanx um phalanx covenant the phalanx covenant oh dude i i got all of the all of them all of the every one of them with all the with the foil cover because i never had that kick-ass mm-hmm. like foil um, yeah and I that's, bought, when they, that's when they put together generation x yep off of that yep and also they did. Uh, I bought uh, a Sentinel, a Toy Biz Sentinel, and I finally bought <laughs> and I bought the X Jet because my uh, I don't know, I guess I was drunk that night and I got mad that my friend from back day had it and I didn't have it and it was in the box. <laughs> the box. This is your sweet sweet revenge. It was my sweet years sweet. later, dude. It was like <laughs> I don't know if you ever got like woken up and you know drank too much one day and bought some shit off Amazon, but like everything was. Like, I never I have, but I, I've known people that I had a, one of my pharmacist friends would do that on the regular and she's just randomly like i bought this what am i gonna do i don't know what i'm gonna do with this but i bought like three of them and i'd be like well maybe you need to drink a little less i don't know it seemed like a good idea all my all the the overwhelming majority of my impulse shopping has always been sober really i think i think once or twice i bought some stuff that i was like like fuck it I'm just gonna get it. Yeah. And like nothing, nothing too insane. Maybe I think even when I like, at the height of my pops addiction, I think I was. I think I bought like a Batman the animated series Mister Freeze for like thirty bucks. Right. I think it was the most I ever spent on a pops. With the cool red eyes and everything. Yeah. 
Nice. I can. It was. Cl- it's. It's classy. It's I, only, I only got one pop, and it's it's uh, Brother Merle from Walking Dead. Uh, <laughs> nice. My, I think I've got I think I've got right now somewhere between 175 and 200. Holy shit! Yeah, I dude. Whole reason I got into this real quick. All right, let's hear it. Just freaking. Um, let's hear this justification. I, I uh, no, my my wife was being super sweet, and she bought me a um. She got me like a box of junk I liked. Yeah. And on there, and in there was the uh, one of the pops from the TV show Arrow, and the it was an Arrow, it was Arrow pop, and it was a uh, Flash from the Flash TV show. Nice. And I like opened it up and looked at him, and I looked at her, and I was like, "Oh, you done fucked up." <laughs> these are too cool. She was like, "She was like, what do you mean? I thought you'd like these." I was like, "No, I love them." But <laughs> now I have to buy all. Now I have to buy the sets. Yeah, I am an I am a I am an addicted collector Me of too. things. Yeah, I'm a completist. And, yeah, and I freaking like, I've got it. And the thing with pops is that freaking once you're done with one section of it, there's another section of shit you always loved. Like I have every single version of the Batman the Animated Series pops. I've got every. I, I'm I'm probably the only man alive that has the entire like 24 piece collection of the Suicide Squad movie pops. No shit. Each variant. Um, That's I've awesome. got yeah. I've got X Men pops. I've got um, Flashpoint pops. I've got the entire run of the Justice League pops, which are only like ten or eleven of them. Freaking! I've got classic Batman pops. It's I've got I got God of War pop. I got Mega Man pops. I got video game pops. I got wrestling pops. I've got the I got the new I got all four of the New Japan uh, Bullet Club pops. Of course you do. Yeah, because I'm ridiculous. Oh, the, those are actually really good. The the Cody and Kenny were gorgeous, and of course the the dual set of the fucking Young Bucks was fucking gorgeous. There's no, yeah. there's no because reason I, but, to have it. But because I got the Young Bucks two pack, I had to go and buy the new the New Day three pack. Because <laughs> I'm ridiculous. <laughs> the New Day, oh, I love the New Day, man. I still have but my I got, unicorn I got, horn. I got all three of them with the unicorn horns, and just just because freaking that's just, just the way I'm wired. I'm I'm curious about your Batman collection. Was there a Clayface? There's a I have the anime I have an animated Clayface. Was there a uh, clo- uh, is it the Clock Master or the Time Master? What's his name? The... Uh, Clock King. Clock King. Yeah. There's not there is not a Clock King. I would love a Clock King. I do have a, I have a Killer Croc from the animated series or no from the Batman Arkham Asylum. That one's that one's really cool. I got a Scarecrow from the animated series. It's freaking super sick. I was always mad they never did a Two Face because Two Face is like my favorite villain for some strange reason. Harvey Dent, that was and fucking freaking, dope. He was good. Har- Harvey Dent was amazing. The only one they freaking I don't. The only Two Face I've got is from Batman Forever. Because the only other Two Face they had made for the uh, that pops had made, they made an, a one that's been vaulted, which I originally found for four hundred dollars. Right. And was not paying that money. No. I think eventually I, I, I found it as low as like 150 or 120, and I still wouldn't buy it. And then I found the two face, the two face Batman Forever at work for like 10 bucks. I wonder if it was a gimmick that they excluded him the way they uh, accidentally excluded him from the uh, 60s TV show. Because remember, he was supposed to be in season three. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it yeah, did... and he finally debuted in the in the animated series played yep. by William Shatner. Really, that was Shatner. It was William Shatner's Two Face in the Batman '66 cartoon that came out like two or three years ago. That's gnarly. That was the last one that Adam West did, if I remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the last last thing Adam West did. But yeah. I could be wrong about that. Jesus, man, I'm trying to like I've I've gone in some dark holes, but not a hundred. No, I have. Like, what the hell have I gone into? Gee, I have like I have every Bullet Club shirt ever. <laughs> nice. I I I I've bought the the main shirt probably four or five times, um, just because they get ruined easy. But uh, mm-hmm. I even got the um, Arrow Club. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've got both versions of the Young Buck shirt. I've got. Uh, Every Kenny shirt, like that, uh, the Terminator one, the Terminator, the, the cleaner Terminator 2 mm-hmm. one. Yeah, that yeah. one, that one I, I'll wear to a wedding one day. Uh, <laughs> it's special. <laughs> it, it's, I think I've worn it. And like, then do your divorce six months later. Of course. And she ain't uh, getting that shit. <laughs> she can have the Young Bucks once. Ah, I had a girlfriend that was in the Young Bucks one time, but she was stupid. Aw. <laughs> Hence why it didn't work out. It didn't work out. <laughs> But nonetheless, you got any spawn going on these days? I've got some spawn, man, and I really wanted to get in this with you, man, because um, it, it's uh, I'm going to do a spawn three thirteen and three fourteen, the two latest ones, and I'm really interested to get this, uh, get your opinion on them because uh, three thirteen is '90s fodder. I mean, it is like so goddamn gimmicky, and then three four uh, three fourteen actually sets up a good story, so. Okay. What's been going on with Spawn is uh, at 300, he basically destroyed his suit. There's in his suit had like 0. 0.0 left of power, and it's still on him, and he's slowly regaining it. And uh, Jessica Priest is now the she Spawn, and she's got this like mystical motorcycle, and uh, he um, he's got this little white guy that's helping him out, that's constantly figuring out the conspiracy theory because. Basically, when he did what he did in 300, he trapped everything that was from heaven and hell on Earth. And there's nowhere to go. It created created the opposite of a power vacuum. And everyone's, like, getting their pieces in order to figure out what the hell they're going to do. But he also has, and this is the gimmicky part, uh, they brought back Gunslinger Spawn. And he's got this giant, ridiculous, like, 30-gallon hat and... Uh, he pretty much off Cogliostro, but we'll figure he's going to come back. And Jessica Pri shows up, who's a she-spawn, and he's, she's like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, fuck you. And she's like, oh, you're going to need some help, and uh, that horse isn't going to get you anywhere soon. And she gives him, like, a mystical motorcycle, and he's taken off and a, a motorcycle. Even the, the, the spawn power clock is, like, Western-themed, if you can see it on the screen. Oh, nice. Okay. And uh, everyone's power is, yeah, is, is going up as opposed to down. But the extra gimmicky stuff is that uh, he's got a Cygor and uh, Overkill. They're, they were... Because when he... When Al Simmons... I mean, this is a really convoluted story. I'm not going to get too far into it. If you're reading Spawn, you know what's going on. But he was able to resurrect anyone that ever he killed. And he brought back Overkill and Cygor, some of his earliest, uh, most iconic baddies. And they're zombies. He's trying to 
uh, overpower in terms of like really charge them up, and they're in his in his servitude, and they're on their way to this power source that they're detecting, and this big ass this big ass guy that kind of looks like Spawn. He's got the same chest type thing. He's got uh, the the clock type. I don't know if you ever noticed, but the Spawn's face is actually a clock. Okay. And, uh, well, he's got the same face. He's got crazy-ass fangs, but he's got all these extra skulls on his face, and he's super huge, and his he's name... He's Venom Spawn. He's Venom Spawn. He's totally Venom Spawn, man. And his name is The Monolith. <laughs> and uh, Spawn can't, can't use most of his power on him, and he's unloading on him, and then boom, it ends. I'm like, man, that sucked. Like, I, I didn't want a, uh, I didn't want a, I, 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 it's one of those things, like, you know, when, like, you, you hear wrestling fans talk about shit, like, oh, it will write itself, like, you know, and, uh, you think you know what you want, and then, and then I reflected on it after 314, I was like, man, I actually really enjoyed it, um, just for the gimmick things, all the, all the little gimmick things, even after, like, McFarlane puts over every single thing he's working on, and then the, the toys and shit like that, but then we get to, uh, we get to 314, and we've got, from 313, we've got, like, a classic-type cover where it's, I mean, obviously this is all digital, but um, it, it looked like an old-school, like, image, like, 93 cover or 94, uh, but we get to 314, and we get this gorgeous monstrosity of, of Oh, nice, of okay. Painting. I mean, it is, it is just full of necroplasm, and he's got his sword, and... Uh, Halo. Yeah, Monolith takes him to this secret base where they're basically waterboarding him and injecting him with uh, anti-necroplasm like goo that's that's hurting him. And I mean, like they're they're torturing his ass. And Monolith is mouthing off, mouthing off. And we get to the reveal that his his master is the Omega Spawn. From the big image crossover from back in like two thousand like eleven. Um, okay. If if you remember that, it, it was it was a lot. I, I never I never really got into Spawn, so. Uh, but like, even, I watched cartoons every now and then. That was about it. Right, but the the story is is melded with biblical, anti biblical. We are building a huge story here, as opposed to like that last gimmicky story in everything that it, it's it's. It's been like an off and on thing where everything you know about Spawn is not what you knew. Like it always changes. Like uh, where um, you're told something is 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 canon and this is set in stone, and then like fifty issues later, it's different. And okay, I'm I'm not sure how how they're writing it. If they're doing it on purpose, like we were ran out of ideas. But I, I trust. I, I blindly trust the Todd Father, um, but I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm like I haven't been this excited for Spawn in like a couple of years, even though I haven't ever stopped reading it. Um, mm -hmm. But what, what that's one of those things you get that blind loyalty, and you're like, uh, like even if even the, you're there for the good times, you're there for the bad times. But you know, I could definitely, I could definitely, it could end up working out in your favor, or it could be a whole waste of your time. Like it really depends on the writer. Todd always comes back, man. Like he, he just—it's—it's mm -hmm. it's Todd. Like I mean, he lost so much all of his of his best sculptors because he was a dickhead, and uh, they all went to NECA in the fucking like mid two thousands, and mm -hmm. and now like all the and then now we've got these fucking DC multiverse toys that I'm 
hopelessly addicted to. <laughs> I noticed. Uh, but what do you think, man? What do you think about when, when storylines jump from gimmicky to, to serious? I mean, especially, like, in uh, from a wrestling point of view. Because you know when we get these, these really hokey stories and we're like, fuck this, and then, like, a month later we're like, uh, put it in perspective, um, it, like, I remember when New Day debuted and my, one of my best friends, Josh, was like, fuck these guys. And then, like, three months later he was like, I got He calls me at like two in the morning and admit something to you. And I'm like, "What are you gonna tell me? You're gay?" And he was like, "No, I really like the new day." I'm like, "Oh, thank God you said it first. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. It, it, it switched from like. Does that parallel make sense from what I'm talking about? Three, three, it definitely. I can definitely see where it makes sense. <clears throat> um, like first thing that came to mind for me personally was the uh, the Tom King run on Batman. I know a lot of people kind of crapped all over it, but I, I I got every issue, and you know there was definitely some filler issues in there. But like overall, I think it made for a hell of a story, and I wish he would have gotten his full hundred issue run that he was promised initially. Instead, I think he went they went like seventy five, maybe eighty. Was it were, were they filler issues like where he needed a break to catch up, and they gave some D lister dudes a, a chance to? to yeah, like they did. They did like a thing with Nightmare, like. They, like Batman was hallucinating, and there was like an issue with Professor Pig and stuff, and it was just kind of like, I, I I wish they would have gone more into Professor Pig. I don't know too much about him from I, like I he was one of my favorite parts of Arkham Knight. I, I always fought for Professor Pig, especially from the Grant Morrison issues when uh, mm-hmm. Jesus, like they remember they left uh, Damien alone with with the Joker, and then uh, or did they leave Damien alone with Professor Pig that turned out to be the Joker? It's been a long time. Yeah. But, uh, I think it was Damien. It was badass, dude. That shit was yeah. fucking awesome. And I mean, I mean, like uh, from a wrestling point of view, because uh, you've been Booker, you've been a storyline writer. I mean, like, how do you find how do you find yourself when you have to come to like stark divisions like this, where you're 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 making a hard left, um, or, or 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 would you I see always, this? Like, I, my whole thing was always trying to book logically, just like okay, like. Yeah, you know, I, I would. I wouldn't try to overwhelm myself with too much. Like, not everybody needs a story. Not everybody needs to look amazing every show. Right. Like there, there's certain like you got. You have to make it a point to be like, this is where I want to go with this stuff, and then like, you know, you know, halfway through working on this top thing, you'll add in a second layer to something else with two different guys, and that way you've always got a story going. But you've always got a couple of undercar, like one to two under other stories that aren't as focused on the big belt, let's say. But that way, there's always continuing stories. That way, there's always a reason for people to come the next show. No, that's a that's a good point because Hurricane never needed a story. Yeah, and I mean, and that, that was the thing. But when he got ones, like when he got that, like the little bit of stuff he got with The Rock, which I think it's freaking like they might have done a month of TV. Mm-hmm. before they did their match just kind of promos here and there but that is literally the greatest thing he ever did in his career because this guy went out there and he him and the rock worked so well together that it's basically the stuff of legend now it's one of my personal favorite storylines ever agreed and it, it came down to freaking a bunch of promos and one match the uh-huh. entire the entire story might have been a half hour that's a, but it went over. It went over a month long period. It ended with him getting the win, even with Stone Cold's interference. But it, it it never hurt The Rock, and it made Hurricane phenomenal. 
Man, it's funny because like uh, I I, lo- I love hearing people's different uh, takes on wrestling and, and just comic stories in the first place because I loved that. I remember when it happened, but I was mm-hmm. more over when it came to him and Molly Holly just being these little dickhead superhero people fucking around. And uh, yeah, and but and to this dude, uh, I mean, I popped when AJ showed up, but I really popped when fucking Hurricane showed up. Uh, a couple of years yeah. ago, man, like at, at the Rumble, man, like I was so proud. It was like, like, like the 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 dude that that you know the comic that like no one else gave a shit about, but you've got every issue of, and <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, I got, uh, Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle New Fifty Two. Oh, dude, nice, nice. I've I've got all of the WWE Chaos comics and all the variants, Mankind, uh, China. Um, no one gave a shit about those. Well, they don't give a shit mm-hmm. about them now, but man, those are like, I'm going to be buried with those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, man, I appreciate letting me go fucking hardcore Mark on spawn, man. But like, we got to get back to f- some, uh, fucking feature say, give me some fucking, uh, uh, justice league because that one, I'm really, really pissed. at didn't read. Oh yeah. No, they got, like I said, they got a whole new justice league and the whole thing initially is that, um, in the first issue, um, Jonathan Kent is now Superman in this book. Right. And freaking he, the whole thing is that after some event that happened, the old Justice League made rules where um, they didn't want the new Justice League to know about, like nobody in the Justice League knows anything about anybody else on the Justice League as far as a personal life goes. Huh. All right, let's and, the whole, and the whole thing with Superman is, or Jonathan Kent is that he he wants to end that rule? He's like, you know, we don't. We don't, since we started being the Justice League, we've not added one new member. None of us have. Like at one point, him and Wonder Woman, who's Yara, she's Brazilian. Um, they have a hot dog together, and there, you know, Yara's. You know, Superman wants to end the whole thing about ending about not knowing about each other, and Yara's like, I can't even. Like we're not even supposed to be having a hot dog together. Right, but like you know, we're doing it. Ready to go like, this far. is this is horrible, you know. And it turns out that the Flash, who's a Flash from another dimension, and our freaking Aqua Woman are actually in a relationship. And Aqua Woman's the daughter of you know Aquaman and Mira, and freaking they're they're in a relationship, and freaking they end up getting caught um, by. I want to say it was Green Arrow and or not Green Arrow, Green Lantern and Superman. And Green Green Lantern is the Green Lantern from the uh, the Far Sector, I believe, is a comic book she's in. Okay. But um, so she's kind of a current character. But they end up they end up getting blasted over. Like they end up every all the Justice League ends up attacking the rest of the Justice League, and it turns out they all got sent to this um this other earth and we find out at the end of issue one that the um the justice league that attacked the actual justice league is actually the hyper clan in disguise i've never heard of the hyper clan before man help me out with that um i don't really know too much about it myself from what i've gathered from this issue though they're uh they're basically white martians Ooh. We, so they we don't have a lot able of to mimic the yeah, they're able to mimic the powers of the Justice League for the majority of it. And um, 
you know, for those for the as far as gathering information on them, you know, they're Martian, so they're they have a telepathic hive mind, so they're able to get what information they need uh, about the Justice League telepathically. So better than scrolls. Yeah. So they, you know, freaking, so it all comes out, uh, the issue actually opens up with the Justice League just randomly helping out citizens here and there, being on talk shows, you know, just regular Justice League hullabaloo. Yeah. And then we, they all go back to the Hall of Justice, and it, we end up finding out that it's the, actually the Hyper Clan. And freaking, they're, you know, they're, this is all part of their plot to take over the world. But we don't know. We don't know where they've been or why they're why they're back trying to take over the world. What time frame is this going on? Are, are we talking like with the same time frame as what's going on in Gotham, or is this in a in the future? I, I believe so. I believe this this looks like this is the uh, pretty si- simultaneous because the uh, the Batman is the next Batman. Okay. So it's yeah. But we find out that the. Um, the Justice League got transported to this other world, and they're not quite. They're trying to basically figure out what the hell's going on, where they're at, and why they're there. And it turns out they're actually on a another ver- a parallel Earth. And they can, and it finds, and we find out they figure out that they're white Martian, that the Hyperclan are white Martians, because it turns out that the Justice, the original Justice League, send them to this planet. Because they knew they were white Martians, and the one thing that the white Martians fear is fire. And this entire world has basically been engulfed in flames. Excellent. So it ends up that freaking, you know, the, the whole concept of them not knowing each other comes up. And they're trying to decide, you know, basically figure out how they know whether or not... This is the these are actual all Justice League members, and one of them wasn't a White Martian the whole time. Oh, or if they didn't, they did just switch it the whole time, and they're just this is all part of the White Martians' plans. Now this is some serious fucking mental uh, amazingness, man. Like I'm I'm struggling to think of a of a metaphor for it, but like like uh, I've been trying to hold back on it, and I briefly mentioned it uh, last time we talked. But the mm-hmm. we we always get these like pocket universes where they they do like some weird thing for like uh, a summer, and we're all waiting for it to go back to what the, the status quo. But this is the first time in my entire life I am like I want to savor every goddamn moment, and I hope they do something really good with this, and it doesn't just end with like Superman showing up, severing everybody. Uh, Future state gets reversed. Batman's back in his apartment or back in Wayne Manor, and. Uh, they they take the out to bring back uh, uh, Alfred. Alfred, uh, no, this like this is these are challenging stories. I really enjoy that sort of like I mean like you you, you take yourself there to to figure shit out for a while because it's the one place to be. But one of them might be one or the other, and 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 we don't know. Like the the, the, the that's I think that's one of my favorite parts about what's happening in Future State right now is the giant question mark. It's constantly following us. To every mm-hmm. single story. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. No, but yeah, they end up finding, like I said, they end up fighting, finding some Martian writing, which is how they initially figure out that the Hyper Clan is Martians. But like I said, they're trying, they're trying to figure out, these guys are trying to figure out if these people are actually their teammates 
while simultaneously not knowing anything about these people. Oh, that's so awesome. They, yeah, so they basically have to, like, figure out things about each other that nobody knows, you know, that they can't just learn telepathically. So, like, Yara, Wonder Woman, is, you know, first one to go, and she's basically like, hey, you know, Superman's whole problem is that he wants us to to be friends and he wants us to know more about each other and that's the one thing that he feels holds us back you know and then she turns to green lantern and she's basically like you know hey when you're the cockier you get you know the more confident you get the more intricate your constructs are nice you know and then they're like it's really funny how you you know wonder or aqua woman couldn't feel any water earlier and you know Flash turns around and gets like protective over her, and he calls her princess, which is something he's the only person in the world that calls her princess. And freaking, they find him, and then they find out that Flash is actually the one that ends up finding out they're on a version of Earth because he can feel the vibrations. And while they're, it's almost the same frequency as Earth, it's not quite the same frequency of Earth. See those, th- those are those are some of my favorite things when they like start taking in like weird conspiracy stories that you hear like on uh, weird podcasts that like uh, dimensional rifts. There's not really aliens. There's uh, actual interdimensional <clears throat> beings that are able to that their their entire world vibrates at a different frequency, and we get mm-hmm. these uh, additional question marks. Or God, you know, it, it gets my head swimming, man. That's awesome. Yeah, the most interesting one is Batman, though. Really? Because like, yeah, yeah. Because they're just like, you know, it's real funny how you know why wouldn't Batman be the first person the Martians would want to be? Because freaking, you know, he has no powers. All you have to do is morph into what Batman looks like, roughly, and he doesn't. He, you know, his, his face is completely covered. They don't even know what ethnicity Batman is. Basically, and, and then also that you got to neutralize the one guy that's going to figure it out for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But Superman breaks it up because he looks at Batman and he's like, you hum when you're fighting. (laughs) He's like, it's almost like you freaking, you're making your your own fight soundtrack. And Batman just like, just was like, yeah, I do. I do that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. F you, you know, you freaking, yeah, you're right. So they end up finally figuring out they're freaking, that they're the actual Justice League. And then they end up using, since Flash has that, the uh, can feel the vibrations, he can feel the vibrations of Earth. So, like, he they use the Flash, and he ends up pulling them all back into their actual, or their actual Earth. Right. So we come back, just as the, uh, so the, like I said, obviously the Martians are mad at the world, because the world let the Justice League basically send them to hell so that's why they want to you know get back to the earth and right when they're about to unleash their final device of course to take to take over the earth the justice league comes back and they end up fighting you know what's the action like are we talking like because when when it comes to action uh you, you get either well plotted out things or you can follow what's happening or it gets just really convoluted like a whole comic book it, it's a little bit of both because like it's, it's a lot of action but at the same time they're still utilizing the same thought process of I can't tell which one's my friend and which one's my foe 
So like freaking at one point, Aqua Woman's fighting um, the two, the two Flashes are fighting, and one and Aqua Woman's like, you know, I've, I've got to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him. If I have to kill you both, I'll kill you both. I don't care. And freaking the uh, the Flash is like, you know, do what you got to do, Princess. So he she she blasts the other one, and she's like, you're the only guy that I ever allowed to call me Princess. Ah, oh, I love those juicy nuggets, man. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Green Lantern, who actually <clears throat> is one of the ones that's really against the idea of them, you know, sharing their lives, is like, you know, she's looking at a couple of them. She's like, hey, you know, if you guys are really who you who you think who you say you are, you know, who was my first relationship when I got to Earth? And they end up naming Zin of Sin of the Cliffs by the striking ice. You know, who could forget a name like that? Right. And she just looks at him. She's like, actually, I never told anybody about any of my relationships. <laughs> so she has a blasting them both for that. Boom. <laughs> so it ends up, yeah, they end up pretty, like, at, at one, they, the Mars, the Hyper Clan ends up surrendering, you know, and, and after that, they end up coming to terms with the fact that they need to change their rules a little bit. So, like, the final scene is all the Justice League meeting, and it turns out that Green Lantern is actually the uh, the actual leader of the Justice League, which I thought was really funny. Because, like, you never, you know, Green Lantern's never been the leader of a Justice League previously, to my knowledge. Never. He's barely a good leader of any Green Lantern Corp. Yeah. But, you know, the, the Green Lantern in this case is the leader. And they're all sitting down to dinner. Which is funny because like it's a, it's a cu- it's a couple of different dinners, so like, you see some people eating Chinese food, you see a couple people having a slice of pizza, but they decide to sit down and have a meal together, and then at the end of it, you're looking at freaking they're looking at new uh, looking at the possibility of new recruits, and there's an image you've got Ms. Martian, you've got Mr. Miracle, beautiful, you've got T- Tim Drake, Robin, have to, yep, you've got the Guardian. You've got Crush from the Teen Titans. Hell yeah. And it looks like Vixen. No Constantine. And, yeah, no Con- I think he, he I think he's dead at this point again. He's been dying a lot lately. He's been dying a lot. He's been dying a lot lately. Man, I'm I'm so glad that you picked this one and because the I, I told you before we started recording that I wanted to get really hardcore into the Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. talking about it from a booking type of sense and also just like old school um, over-utilizing people. Um, so was there anything else that I, you missed from Avengers? I don't want to steal your thunder. Oh, no, yeah, no, Avengers. That, that was Justice League right there, freaking. So we're good. This one is a, is, is, it's a good parallel. Okay, so a couple years ago, they started the story that uh, the... Avengers that we all know from the 60s, you know, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, um, were not the actual, yeah, Ant-Man, were not the actual original uh, Avengers. The original Avengers were uh, the uh, kind of like uh, almost anthropomorphic type ideas that were the Mm. first incantations of them, but they are figures that we all know uh, well, but... Not all the way. Like, for example, Odin is the the thunder god. Okay. We've got Odin. He's basically their Captain America. They've got the original uh, Iron Fist. 
We've got Agamotto wielding the stones. Okay. We have uh, the very first uh, Black Panther, the uh, first on Earth incantation of the Ghost Rider, and uh, also the Phoenix in the Star Child. So, Star Child's born, uh, it's basically a baby right now, and they. Phoenix, the, the another Phoenix just showed up, and I gotta tell you, man, uh, when, when you're telling me that Justice League, the first thing that popped in my head was why I, I think this is a good parallel, is that it's another story where Justice League isn't Justice League, and everyone's gotta, you know, be suspicious of each other, and we've got this, like, these Bush League uh, loser scrolls uh, that, uh, that are an idea we're all really used to, mm-hmm. but the Phoenix shows up on Earth, and starts kidnapping random superheroes, and it's pitting everyone against each other, and giving everyone just a little bit of Phoenix power uh, to fight for its love and who it's gonna, you know, become. Like the, okay. it's been a while. Uh, the last one off the top of my head was when Phoenix came and empowered a few of the X Men, like Colossus and uh, uh, Namor, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it was it was whack as shit. And I was really suspicious of this story, especially because uh, they started. They've got Wolverine as one of the guys. I'm like, come on, man! Like, you got to protect your people, man! Like, uh, like I think we've grown past the days Wolverine has to be in every goddamn comic. And I was, yeah. I was vindicated when he's like, first off, I'm not an Avenger anymore. The Phoenix is. Uh, you guys have taken enough of mutants. The Phoenix is our baddie. Like, I mean, he was just like, "Fuck you! I don't want to be here." And fuck you! And fuck you! <laughs> like, he he, he he was just. He's not happy with being there, but he also wants to win. But we get this great story uh, right off the bat where it is uh, Namor uh, against someone else. Chosen, like, I mean, deep down, and uh, they're fighting in the water. He's telling a story. I mean, these are some like convoluted stories where he's talking about the first time he murdered like uh, an uh, aquatic uh, you know entity and how his mother made him take it down to the to the sea to you know make penance and that sort of thing this is going on in his head um, the entire battle and how it's it's going to be the aqua god's um, duty to save the world because without him uh, without the tears that he that came out of his, I mean, he got a little, little got a little sappy, you know, like the earth, mm-hmm. the the waters rose uh, from his tears that day, and then boom, we get to fucking uh, Phoenix powered Captain America versus uh, Shang Chi. Oh wow! Okay. And I mean, it, the in the the their costumes are Phoenix powered and and redesigned, and they're actually really gorgeous. And the thing about the, the Phoenix is it's not playing fair. Like, when the people it's picking aren't always the winners of these battles that he's that it's putting people through and putting them in, in like, this white kind of abyss where they're, where they're discussing what the hell's going on. Namor's there even he already won. We've got Black Knight there. Um, we've got, uh, of course, T'Challa. We've got um, a shitload of... Uh, right now... Uh, at Avengers, uh, I don't know if you know this, but the Avengers HQ right now is in the uh, dead body of a uh, dead hollowed out body of a celestial, like in like, oh wow okay in the Arctic Circle, and Moon Girl and uh, and Devil Dinosaur because she's this genius working with Brew, one of the uh, one of my favorite characters, from, uh, newer characters from the X Men, are trying to figure out a way to trap the Phoenix 
while at the same time everyone is getting these like flashes of what uh, their power will be like like you, you see these battles these two two or three battles here and then all of a sudden it ends with these long diatribes where like Black Knight is figuring out like at Stonehenge what his power will be if he had the full power of the Phoenix and all their temptations we've got Warpath we've got uh, She Hulk um, we've got um, man I was a little confused at first because uh, uh, Black Panther's uh, getup is like a kick-ass uh, amalgamation of him in uh, Power Man's like okay. uh, costume. If you can see it, he's got the crown and, and mm -hmm. everything. About what their temptations will be, Wolverine's costume looked the wackest. Like it just looked like oh. 90s stupid. About what he's gonna do because it's gonna be his power. But it ends with this particular issue ends with like where immediately I was like, man, we need some we we need to flesh out some some better characters here rather than just constantly using the same people and like, you know, abusing the roster. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, we got, I popped when we got some Shang-Chi, uh, like some really good meaty story with Black Panther, but it ends with Thor showing up and trying to fight the Phoenix and it, and it turns into what I think is an embodiment of hope, uh, from the X-Men because apparently she like sacrificed her body or something like that. Cause I missed issue two <clears throat> or the last issue. But red-haired girl shows up and says, like, hey, Thor, we shouldn't fight. Like, uh, it, you know, when he's going on those long diatribes, like, I am the I am the god of thunder. I am he who, you know, like, it's this long diatribe. And she just personifies herself as a human out of the fire, the flame of the, of, of the flying firebird. And uh, I have no wish to fight you here uh, today god of thunder you least of all it's time you knew the truth of your own existence the secret your father odin has hidden for you from centuries i've come to tell you everything my son so um all right um if this was what should have happened a couple of months ago uh dealing with something going on with like denny cates stories within like uh, within thor about how he's gonna overpower masterson and um all the little things about like what's what's happening about how he's doomed to to die i mean like it's really been getting really dark but then we've got this celestial entity telling him odin and i did the hibbity dibbity <laughs> and your mom is not really your mom um it's me and you're adopted <laughs> you're adopted <laughs> and uh, th that's where it ends, and I'm like, okay, like, where's where's this going? Is this some bullshit here? Because uh, Freya was, you know, one of my favorites from the movies. Uh, very rarely mm -hmm. I see her in the comics, but uh, um, wasn't really too into Thor until like uh, maybe about that's a couple... latest run, probably. No, a couple months before Siege is when I really okay. got. A couple months when I really got... before Siege when I really got into Thor. But we'll see. I mean, like it's 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 one of those convoluted stories. I mean, like at least like at least I really dig this about uh, what DC does is like the difference is like it's more of an emotional quality. Like you you constantly mm -hmm. uh, hammered out all these great nuggets to bring a human character back to reality, but still be in that area. Like yeah, they're eating they're eating pizza. They're eating Chinese food. You're getting that emotional quality, like you're the only one that gets to call me princess. You're yeah. getting you're getting that emotional quality, like hey, who was my first person? I never told anyone that. Fucking like boom, boom, boom. Um, time, you know, you know, time to die. 
this is just really over the top. You know, it's Marvel, Marvel style. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure if I like it, but I wanted to run everything past you and see what you thought about it because, I mean, you've been booking for a while, um, but also you and I both been reading these sort of stories for a while, especially because I know you don't read Avengers on the reg. Uh, what do you yeah. think? <laughs> so you're basically saying that the Phoenix Force is possibly Thor's mom? Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I mean, I mean, freaking a planet was Star Lord's dad in the movies, so. I mean, it, it it does make it like I, I get the point of it making it like it definitely makes it less relatable. Right, right, right. Exactly. Like it's it's it is kind of a it, it's definitely a way left field thing. Like it. it I, I mean, it's not the, it's not the worst idea, but it's like it's definitely it's definitely something that came out of nowhere, and like that always kind of annoys me. It, it, it's it, and, and the battles are convoluted. Like, okay, so like these people are trapped in these pocket universes, trying to gain the power. But then we've got Thor and Iron Man trying to like actually duke it out with the, the Phoenix that's kind of just chilling on top of a mountain. But then I, we also like every time the Phoenix shows up, it's a huge pain in the ass, man. I I, I can't think of any storyline that I ever liked that involved the Phoenix, including Dark Phoenix. Didn't <gasps> blasphemy. I know, like it. It just it, it. It's just it. Just seems more like of a like a uh, a chore to get through this. And the only the only thing yeah, I like I about any of the Phoenix ones is Wolverine murdering all those uh, Hellfire Club guys in the sewer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But this is, just seems like a real pain in the ass to get through because I don't care about the Phoenix. And every time the Phoenix does show up, it 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 sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. No. Like I can. <laughs> I got what you're saying. Like I've never been like a huge intergalactic fan for just that reason. I've always liked my my I've always liked my street level characters, your Batman, your Daredevil. Yeah. You know, like not the I've never been like a huge larger than like Peter Parker, that's what lost me from out of Spider Man was all of a sudden there was a million Spider Men from a million dimensions yeah. and this and that. I'm like Spider Man's supposed to be your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. The Spider Verse like, comic was the storyline was definitely difficult to get there. Yeah, like I mean, this Into the Spider Verse was a great movie. I love the movie because it was different. like five of them. That's different. But like, <clears throat> like as soon as, as soon as like Clone Wars came out and all that nonsense back in the day, I'm just like, this is too convoluted for me. Like I just, I just want you know Spider Man to go out there, fight some bad guys, come home, kiss his wife. Yeah, you know, and have have issues I can relate to. Like when you're out there, when you're fighting a guy like Thanos, it's like it's hard to be relatable when there's freaking you know galaxies involved and too right. much larger than life stuff. I, I, I see what you're getting at, but like uh, just put that in perspective. Like if you never understood why people that are really into Lord of the Rings and know how to like read like, you know, all the different languages and, and can speak in those languages that they, that, that Tolkien wrote, um, mm-hmm. they, they didn't get that far in the expanded universe when it comes to like, uh, inter intergalactic stuff with Marvel, but they always had certain characters that were like a linchpin or, 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 or a, a, a come back to point that would be relatable. Um, yeah. Um, I really love anything to do with Shear, um, the Cree, um, 
Oh, anything Adam Warlock, man. Like this this summer, I, Colin and I went on an Adam Warlock fucking tear. And, nice. Um, oh, dude, it's it's so good. Um, his alter, his alternate, uh, all all of it, but it, it's something you really got to pay attention to. But mm-hmm. it it's got a payoff. Like it, it's got something to relate to. It's got something that I'm excited to read and excited for it to end in for them to come back to it like ten years later. Yeah, the complete opposite when it comes to the Phoenix. Like I, I mm-hmm. hate like this is just going to be a huge pain in the ass. And it's it's uh, I don't know, man. Donny Cates can't write everything in in Marvel right now. And someone they're, they're doing a they're they're trying, but yeah. At the same time, though, when what's going on in DC right now, man? Like the the whole disjointedness of like what COVID did to the comic industry, what shit that should have been released in like you know. Uh, June is just now coming out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Marvel's found itself lacking. Big time. Yeah, I can see it, man. I, I mean, you know, on the other hand, you know, it, you know, that's why comics like wrestling, man. There's something for everybody, you know. I might not be a huge fan of intergalactic stuff, and you, that might be your jam. Right. There's, you know, nothing wrong with it. Just, you know, I like what I like. You like what you like. Sometimes they intermingle. Sometimes they don't. But then no we get, big deal. Agreed. But then we get these surprises. Like how how bad did we pop for Man, man Bat last week, man? Oh, <laughs> like just just a t- like Man Bat's always been a character I've been into just because it's like he's never he's never overly featured. Agreed. Like he's one of, he's one of my favorite parts of freaking Justice League Dark. Just because he's freaking, you know, he's the scientist trying to understand this magic. Right, right. And it's like, oh, that's, that's, it's an interesting take on it because, like, everybody else is just like, well, we're just going to do this shit. You know, you got Constantine, you got Zatanna, you got Wonder Woman. But then you freaking got this in that. But then, you, but then the, two, the, the two big buddies in this freaking thing are, Con- are uh, Man Bat and Detective Chimp. Oh, dude, I know, right? Oh, dude. And in, in, in freaking, uh, in Future State right now, Detective Chimp's the, uh, the avatar for Etrigan. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's it's amazing. Freaking... I, I, I want to rewind a little bit on Manbat though, because when we're talking about like uh, when people ask you know the generic question, are you, are you DC guy or Marvel guy? Well, it depends on like my mood, but mm-hmm. um, but there's so much more meat and potatoes when it comes to uh, the emotional aspect or. Uh, um, frequency when it comes to DC. For example, I want to rewind to animated series. I mean, there. How many animated series Batman episodes did hardly anything happen? But the story was just like ungodly good. Like the Man Bat. Oh one, yeah. Uh, Clayface. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what, what was that episode with the that? two the two face the two face uh, two the two parter. Oh, dude, for sure, for sure. Uh, uh, remember the one with the the computer that gained sentience. Oh yeah, freaking! Uh, uh, it's called Metal Heart or something like that. Something like that, or in in the reason why I brought up uh, Clock King was because mm-hmm. that nothing happened in that episode. The, the one time they introduced him, it was like he didn't get away with what he was trying to do. Um, yeah. But it was all about the emotional aspect of a man that was broken by an accident. I mean, the mayor didn't mean to <laughs> ruin his life <laughs> by, yeah. telling, by telling him to go have lunch, but that one incident, he, he laser-focused on it, and, and we, got the, we got to have a 22-minute uh, intricate, deep-delve dive into the mind of a, an accidental psychopath. 
yeah. without without he didn't kill anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hell, one of my favorite episodes is freaking the one where they have the gray ghost. Oh, the, dude. the the character that freaking that was the guy that Bruce Wayne looked up to when he was a kid and would watch the episodes with his dad every week. Oh, for sure. And freaking. You know, they he happened to find and there they he happened to find the guy, he happened to find the actor and freaking like down on his luck actor just needing money. <laughs> just the perfect guy to freaking be turn you know committing these crimes. And freaking on top of that, guy was played by Adam West. He was played by Adam West. Because of course it had it couldn't be anybody else on the planet. It Perfectly had to be written. Adam West. Like yeah. labor of love as opposed to let's like, you know, give this guy a million machine guns and the Phoenix power and, and a, a yeah. fucking $10 variant cover, man. Like it's, yeah. you can, it was classic all time favorite episode. Turn turns out, you know, the guy was so broke. He was selling his merchandise to a pawn shop. Oh yeah. Like freaking how, how many of us at some point or another have, haven't been down on our luck and had to sell something to a pawn shop to make ends meet or whatever. Yeah. Just to get 10 more bucks in your gas tank. Agreed. Oh, freaking, dude, that, that hurts. And the guy did it. And turns out that guy was freaking the guy, freaking the bad guy the whole time. Because he needed money to get more toys, because that's what he did. And he was just some just some random-ass wackadoo that happened to utilize the merchandise given to him to freaking commit crime. And then, you know, they ended up that ended, that ended up turning around and saving the guy's career because... You know, Grey Ghost was hot again because of these crimes. Right. And right. he was able to put out his like I think he put out his memoir afterwards. Yes, yes he did. And then the end the ending scene is, you know, Bruce Wayne being like, you know, hey, you know, I used to watch you with my father, you were my hero. And freaking like the Grey Ghost just kind of perks up a little bit and he's like, Really? And he's like, Yeah, <laughs> you were my hero. And like the end of it, freaking the, he takes the book, walks away, and he's like, And you still are and I was like, dude, like that's you know that's heavy. hundred percent worth it. You know, because freaking it's you know you always hear that nonsense about you know never meet your heroes because you're always going to be disappointed. And then Batman of all people meets his freaking hero and turns out he's a better person than he thought he would be. Ah, uh, that's dude. It's exactly why I want. I'm so glad that we picked the those two comics to parallel, man. It was an accident, but it came off just right, man. Cause, yeah. Because you 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 can't. Man, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that were those nice golden nuggets that made me feel okay to be a person in the past ten years from a Marvel comic book. Yeah, but I can. But you get every you get some cool issues every now and again. I will give you that. But. Every now and then, but but not any that I can reference off the top of my head. Like you and I just pulled animated series uh, cartoons from twenty. Five years, years ago, out of our, out of our ass, man. The the, the one I've been yeah. sitting on was how uh, the 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 episode where remember when Riddler trapped Batman in that weird cube, and it, and, mm-hmm. and it had everything like like, but it was those the that weird mind control helmet, and then it, yeah. at the end, uh, Batman broke out, and then they find Riddler, and he's like this like stuttering, drooling mess. And like, dude, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like, yeah, like like that that really bothered me. But it wasn't it wasn't meant like like you know when you watch a SpongeBob or a Rocco or uh, and they they sneak all these like uh, adult shit in there that's like really lurid. But this was more of like like they were telling some stories that were very Dark. very heavy hitting, but they they weren't meant to like you know 
you watch it 10 years later and like, oh shit, like that was a dick joke. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, yeah. I got, I got you. <clears throat> I was watching it. We were randomly watching it one night and it was the, uh, the underdwellers episode where the old, the, the older guy had the, uh, had the kids pickpocketing for him oh, and they yeah. were all living in the sewer. Oh dude. Yeah. We were watching that and my, my kid was there watching it and, my wife looks at me. She's like, "Should we really be watching this with your, with our son here?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, maybe you're right." There's no Freaking boobs. There's not... no boobs or drug dealing. Just play by the same rules my parents did in the '80s. No boobs or drugs, and we're good. <laughs> yeah, but it, there, there's still some darkness, man. Still some darkness. I don't want you know. I want my five year old to be as loving and caring as he can be for as long as freaking I can get away with it. Man, that's uh He doesn't need he doesn't need to know the world's a horrible place just yet. Wait till he's a teenager and he can find that out. I hear you loud and clear as someone that doesn't have kids, but that's something I've always that's re- resonated with me was uh I've had a, a lot of my friends that are really strict about that sort of thing and they're like, Listen, I don't want I want I don't want the kid to be some little punk bitch, but I don't want to kill the sweetness in him yet. Like Yeah. You you gotta be real careful, make sure that that stays alive as long as possible. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of little kids whose sweetness gets ruined, give me some Robin. <laughs> All right, we got Robin Eternal number two, Future State. Blah blah blah. Now, real quick rewind. Um, Robin, spoiler, and Darcy, who was in a part of We Are Robin, had broken into this transport ship because the um, the magistrate had created this. A chemical um, utilizing liquid from the Lazarus pit. Oh, shit. And it's, they're calling it Lazarus resin. And the whole thing is it's <laughs> supposed to take the uh, the cybers, their metal freaking robots, and basically make them invincible. Now, the thing is, is we got in there and uh, Tim Drake Robin was murdered by one of the cybers before they could get rid of this resin and was thrown into a, several containers of it and it exploded all over him. Mm-hmm. So Robin is now back from the dead, hence the title Robin Eternal. Right. So we start off with this and they just killed Robin. Uh, the, the same cyber grabs Darcy and spoiler and it's about to break both their necks and Robin ends up knocking him out with one or destroying it and knocking his head off with one punch. Awesome. Because you know, not only like, we, the thing about it is, is the the resin was made specifically for the cybers and non non person. No, no, basically, just to rewind real quick. Which Robin is this? This is Tim Drake. Tim Drake Robin. Okay. So we uh, <laughs> Nightwing still Nightwing. Jason has Jason has joined the other side. He's actually part of the magistrates, and we have no idea about Damien as of yet. Of course, that I've seen. Um. So, <clears throat> yeah this this is basically a this is basically supposed to be a suicide mission. Fuck like they're not yes. expecting to come out of this alive. Love that. Love it. And like I said, we don't know how that we they have no idea how this resin was never tested on humans. So we have no idea what it's going to do. But so far we know that it gives him uh, super strength. I'm, so I'm freaking, digging it, man. I'm digging yes. it. So, of course, we got reinforcements coming. 
and Darcy actually works for the magistrates in the in the office. So she's actually, you know, so spoiler gets her to start hacking into the computer to see if they can find out what this will do to what this will do to poor, you know, poor Robin. Right. And at the same time, you know, she's looking into it and there's nothing here. And then Robin starts tripping out. Like acid type thing? Yeah, we're talking we're talking a full on acid trip. All of a sudden he's fighting two phase. And then uh, it, it it ends up morphing like Two Face ends up morphing into a shadow of Batman, and the whole time they're always talking. They're talking about how he's never been strong enough, and he'll never be Damien. He'll never be Nightwing. You know, this isn't really your family. You just need to give up. And you know, all this is doing is wrecking on his emotions. And we find out that uh, as Darcy's hacking into this computer system. All this is gonna do is it's gonna screw up, screw his, uh, screw up his emotions. It's gonna make him angry, and it is not a, not compatible with human emotions. <laughs> and it's basically a death sentence. Awesome. So he's screwed. Well, we've got our first clue into who the magistrate is there, loud and clear. Yeah, we definitely got some ideas. That's for sure. Like if they're using anything to do with a Lazarus pit, there's Raza Gulas somewhere. Yeah. Well, funny thing is, Talia Ghoul's actually part of the resistance. Ah. So she, so Talia's not involved with her father at all anymore. Nah, doesn't matter. That's a yeah. So we're not, we're not sure what's going to happen with that. That's but... a red herring on that one, dude. I'm calling. Yeah. I'm calling Raza Ghoul now. I've been wondering who the the magistrate really is and what's going on here, and I'm smelling some Raza Ghoul all over this shit, man. Maybe not. Maybe not Raza Ghoul, but maybe his grandson. Damien. Dom, dom, dom. Oh, dude, if, if Damien is really the magistrate, <laughs> like, uh, maybe a little bit more grown up, I mean, it makes, I mean, they can... It's five years in the future, so he'd be about 18. He'd be 18, big enough in that suit, because yep. they, they haven't showed his face, and he's got the, he's got the same shithead cocky attitude when he's talking to uh, Commissioner Number 2, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> call me sir, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting. Plus, we know for a fact that they utilize Wayne Tech to some degree. Oh, absolutely. Because they've they've used they've brought that up in Dark Detective, I believe. A few times. So, but yeah, so Damien Damien's just kind of you know he's kind of gotten over the. We think he's gotten over the trips, but he's definitely his his anger is flaring. Because he basically tells them, this is what we're going to do. You're going to listen to me. That's the plan. Right. So the whole time, you know, now he starts tripping out again. And then Batman's kind of, the, the Batman's shadow is kind of telling him about, you know, his relationship with Spoiler from the past and how she died and she couldn't tell him. And, you know, this isn't the first time she's died. Maybe you just need to get used to it. And we find out that Peacekeeper 13 is actually on the way with more reinforcements yet again. So it gets to the point where, you know, Robin's working his way through the reinforcements, him and Spoiler both, and it gets to the point where he's about to kill one of the uh, one of the magistrates, and Spoiler basically stops him. And then we turn around, and uh, Peacekeeper 13 actually has 
uh, Darcy, and he, he's just going to kill her. As he and should. Then, yep. And then Bruce and then uh, Tim Drake actually knocks him out with one punch. And turns out that they realize that they need to um, dilute the resin to get rid of it. And this, uh, the transport they're on is actually flying over Gotham. So they decided they need to throw it into the Gotham River. So unfortunately, we realized that um, the PC, the, uh, some of the magistrates escaped, and they've actually got spoiler with them. But So it's just uh, Robin and Darcy. And Darcy ends up lining up the coordinates to crash the ship into the river. And right beforehand, they actually jump out one of the windows. And Tim throws her to safety and ends up uh, falling into the river. And, you know, again, if he hadn't been covered in this resin, he probably would have died. Right. But, but the last image is his hand coming out of the water. Is it mutated? Oh, no, it's, it's, he's, he's still got five fingers. He's just, you know undead yet again man you got me popping on this man because like I, I had no real focal point for any of this until you made that age of apocalypse reference where everything was like that was the last time i remember everything being good yeah well that's the thing they like at least in, in age of apocalypse so everyone like all the books seemed to be on the same page and they all had a plan to you know get rid of apocalypse basically yeah. obviously like these books like there's definitely a lot of interplay like the more you get into it the more interplay you see between the books but like it took like I've, I've, I've said it before it's kind of like a lot of these just didn't make sense time wise right but like the more I'm getting into it like you know Swamp Thing just kind of seemed to be its own book at this point but like a lot of like Robin's intermingling with uh, Nightwing and then like all the bat books are some are seem to be interconnected because now the next Batman knows that Bruce Wayne's still around. They're definitely the most important ones that I've, I can yeah. tell. Like those ones have been really cool. And then I know Teen Titans is playing around with the Flash, but Nightwing's in the Teen Titans too. So hopefully oh. with issue two coming out, I haven't got a chance to read issue two yet, but hopefully that'll kind of tie all that together. Either that or we'll find out that Nightwing's just a completely different guy and not actually Dick. We need some Speed Force mayhem, man. Yeah. Like, uh, that's one of the one things that I really, like, regretted that they didn't really wrap up in The Last Night on Earth was... Remember this, the Speed Force tornado, which uh, was the... Oh, yeah. The Flash, is, the Flash is trapped. Help! Help! And, like, mm-hmm. sorry, buddy, can't help you. And then, then they moved on and never touched on it again. Yeah. I'd forgotten all about that. Jeez. You get too close to it and it either flash forwards you into death or rewinds you back to an embryo. <clears throat> yeah. Ah, we need some yeah. speed force mayhem, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So what else you got for us tonight? Oh, that's it, man. You got any uh, gas Lincoln left in the tank for some X-Force number 17? I do. This is actually this actually was actually one of the ones I enjoyed the most this week, actually. You got some Kid Omega? Oh, we got some. We, we got a whole issue of Kid Omega. Hell yeah! So freaking, we got him and his new girlfriend Phoebe of the of the Cuckoos. <laughs> I've I've been confused about that because I, it doesn't make any sense that he could just date one. Yeah, 
Oh, the other ones hate him, which yeah. is a huge, which is a huge selling point towards the end of the issue. So we we start out here, and it it's about the first three pages is just the many deaths of Kid Omega. <laughs> awesome. He's blown up. He's been hit by a steamroller. Got cut in half. He's been, <laughs> got cut in half. Mm-hmm. He got a, ba- a bath bomb made of acid once. He was mauled by a mechanical grizzly bear. Um, he got his sword to the back of his head. Um, he got some flowers from the Church of Humanity that poisoned him. He fell into <laughs> a freaking airplane freaking um, propeller. Uh, he washed up on shore without a head. He was shot, and he was sent into space. I dig it. So the whole thing is just him kind of coming to terms with this. And at the end of the day, he kind of tries he, – he's like – he's thinking about it. And he's just like – he's like, I, I'm not a big self-thinker. But like, you know, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm kind of wondering if I'm not trying to die just so I can be reborn better. Oh. So we got some introspective shit here. So I need to rewind yep. everything we said here, or I said. Yeah, it's, like I said, it, it, things are getting interesting. So like, we end up coming to modern times, and he's flying onto a cruise ship, and apparently everybody else in X Force is just is not available at this time for some strange reason. And he ends up walking in. There's a group of people dead in a pool. Is this, a, is this a civilian cruise ship, or is it the, yep. the Marauder? Oh, uh, no, it's a civilian cruise ship. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's, look, he's looking around for survivors, and he happens upon this little girl crying, holding a teddy bear in her bed. Oh, hell and, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And he's like, I mean, I'm one of the good guys. I'm here to help. And she's like, no, you're the bad guy. And he turns around... And he, all he says is, that's impossible. And then he's dead. <laughs> Again. Of course. What did this little girl turn into, man? Because the first thing that popped in my head was playing Doom on PS3, man. And that little girl that runs up to you on the Mars spaceship uh, takes, you, <laughs> takes you down a little, help me, my parents are over here. And then imps, 80 imps teleport in the room and you just eat a face full of fire from every direction. <laughs> Yeah, no, not uh, no. She has nothing to do with it, from what it looks like, because he turns around and he's just dead. Wakes up in the hatchery, freaking his girlfriend's there to with his glasses and a change of clothes, and all he wants to know is how he died this time. And not she's mad. just like, I don't, know, I don't know, but I don't know the details, but I do know this. And then she just kind of fills his head of with the uh, loving memories from their relationship because he. She was pretty sure he wouldn't have him when he woke up. Right. Because it depends on the last time they, like, uh, Cerebro updated. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, you know, he's putting on his clothes, and then he's just like, I need to know how I died. And she's just like, why? And he's just like, because all the blank spots between the backups make me feel like I'm not whole. And because it's a matter of national security. So... One of the, you know, how they've been, all the Xbox have been doing those page longs, they just, like, kind of like the reports, right? Yeah. So we kind of learned a little bit about Quentin Quire, Kid Omega, about, he's been trying to bio-edit himself. 
like he's been talking about like every time he dies he's got a little request you know can you make my hair this color can you make it this color again is this all from um, beast diary type shit where beast is reporting shit uh, it doesn't say who actually is writing it but it's it's just whoever is in charge of the hatchery because he's just putting a request like like he doesn't want any body hair all right. He, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. He wants twenty twenty vision. He just wants. To, he, he wants to keep his glasses though. He just wants to keep them as an accessory. And it's all kinds of little annoying things just to update to make him more better, to make him better. And then there's a note at the bottom. It doesn't say who it's from, but it's like God. He's annoying. We need to put forward a resolution to the professor that overrides some of X Force's power. Re restructuring protocols. These cosmetic changes are more than absurd. They're actually slowing us down. Huh. Interesting. Okay, so, so that harkens to my theory that it is not actually real Beast Beast as Beast. I think what if you've read all of the uh, the those um, uh, heavily redacted um, and sometimes not uh, the, those. Uh, files that are in between mm-hmm. all the stories it, it's coming off as what i and i, I know you're gonna laugh at me because you know i pop for this shit but i think it's dark beast could be because it's too it's too conveniently uh justifying the the means for the end the way that dark beast always did beast yeah. never crossed those lines uh, on purpose Mm-hmm. Um, he'd he'd make an emotional decision, but like these, I'm, because last time we saw Dark Beast, he was cut in half. He had these spider legs right before. Uh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, the Krakoa thing, and and he mm-hmm. he got he got exploded. <laughs> it was really cool, yeah. actually. But um, <laughs> I, I I don't think that real Beast is is in control of this because it's getting too dark. Yeah. And and when you're telling me that they're saying that this is holding us back, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> yeah, could be. All right, so we end up they end up going to the hospital where the little girl's at, and they actually find some more survivors. And they're doing a, they're doing some psych- psychic links to try to get their mem- check the victims' memories. And apparently, it's X Force that killed everybody. All right, but. It's it's what the people think is X Force, because like one of the guys got clawed by Wolverine, but the claws are not quite they're a little too close to be Wolverine's claws. And then plus Wolverine was accounted for Magipor. Right, right. He's Patch right now, and I'm popping for that. Yep. And then Colossus had hit had attacked the little girl. But Colossus, Colossus is in the uh, in the Savage Land right now. Right. Um, and then freaking uh, the Cuckoo freaking goes in and takes a look, and apparently it turns out that uh, Kid Omega's fingerprints are all or his, his psychic fingerprints are all over all of these people. So somebody's either really good at faking being X Force. We they never before X of Swords happened. They never finished uh, wrapped up the uh, the big church storyline of the 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 mutant worshiping assholes that they're getting into a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. There's the guy with the uh, what, what do they call him? The guy with the peacock tattoo, or uh, something like that. He's got some weird bird tattoo, and then also the fact that's that right, huh? They also they they never wrapped up the story that Alanya um, uh, and uh, Piotr's um, brother is back and has the uh, the the cerebro sword. That's yeah, I do freaking. Mikhail, yeah. Uh, dude, I had to read really into that guy. I had no idea that guy existed until they popped. They brought him back into, into the. I, I, I remember he's he's another one. I remember him being. I figure, I think he debuted. He might have debuted in Age of Apocalypse, but I can't remember for sure. And then we got. He was definitely one of the horsemen. He was definitely one of the horsemen, but don't forget that one of the other stories are going along that Strife is back, in um, mm-hmm. in uh, Kid Cable, and man, I was oh, dude, I. He was one of my favorite action figures. He looked—he uh, had the same face as Nathan. He had the his mask flipped up and down. I remember that, yeah. Uh, he, he, my, I got lucky, and my uh, mom and dad bought that for me in a, a a birthday party. Like I got a bunch of X Men, but like I got those two at the same time, and they were perfect. Nice. <laughs> All right. So we got uh, next thing you know, they're walking down the street together, and. They're freaking. They're just kind of talking about like he he needs to know what happened. He just he just he can't get over what happened. Like he he starts blaming himself, thinking that you know, mate, what if I did this? Right. And she's she's like, I, I you didn't do this. And she's like, he's like, you don't know that. Like, what if I really am this horrible monster? And she's just like, you didn't do this, and I I know that for a fact. And like they end up mind melding, and it turns out that the healer. Um, who they who they uh, brought his dead body to after they found him? Yeah. Uh, it turns out, a he didn't have a head. For one thing, but she was she was mind melding with the healer, so she saw the whole thing, and that uh, they took his body and before they composted it, uh, she was able to kind of see what was going on, and it she was able to find out that his body was flooded with glutamine, which is a chemical of fear. And that is, like I said, his head was tore off his body. Okay. And she, you know, she's basically like, "Hey, you don't need to be afraid no more. I, I've got you." And she, she's basically is like, "Hey, you know, you shouldn't hate yourself, you know." And he's like, "I'm tired of you know everybody you know hating me." And she's like, "Well, then you need to stop hating yourself, and you know you're you're holding back, you know, you're holding yourself back the whole time, and there's a part of your mind you've never let me see." And he comes up with this mental key and puts it in his eyeballs. <clears throat> and we end up finding out the kid Omega is actually adopted. Really? Yep. He's adopted and his freaking, you know, nobody ever cared about him. And it, he was, he, he, his biological parents basically tr- told him that he was weak. And all the kids at school told him he was weak and a victim. And he just wanted – that's why he portrays this tough-as-nails character because he, he's terrified of letting somebody else in, basically. Yeah, I can relate to that quite often. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. So like, that's a yeah, good so like, they totally just brought this whole thing out and, you know, he's just like, I, I didn't want to be a weakling, so I fought until I wasn't anymore. And he's like, you know, even with all these powers, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I'm glad he's got a good girlfriend, man. I'm jealous of that. Shit. Yeah. 
so like they end up they end up kind of talking about it and kind of you know thanking each other for sharing basically right and like you know he's like well we got to do something now and she's like how about we start you know trying to change you a little bit maybe a little something a little small like we'll change your look and he's like what's wrong with my look and she's like we're just let's just start here so they walk into this they walk into this store and there's this mutant and he's got four arms and he's oh, i'm assuming a fashionista with cowboy boots and a uh, freaking fur jacket and clear. yeah and he's just he's a his name is jumbo carnation <laughs> i'd never heard of the guy before awesome well they spend the next two pages kind of coming up with a new look for freaking for kid omega and one's like a gimp mask and he's like i'm too apocalyptic <laughs> and one's like a purple a, a pink freaking bodysuit that covers every inch of him and he's like too clingy and then there's this pink and purple variation of cable's old costume from the 90s x-force dig it and he's just like too pouchy <laughs> too fuck you rub lifefield <laughs> pretty much <laughs> He goes through several looks until he finds this black number he likes. And like, well, you know, and Carnation excuses himself saying he's going to, I'm going to go make some adjustments on your outfit. I'll be back in a flish flash. And then they just hear the screaming from the next room. And then we see Jumbo Carnation with scissors and um, measuring tape. And he's going to kill the both of them. And he's got this pink freaking pink smoke coming out of his eyes like he's possessed. And then the very last page is your peacock guy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Your peacock guy over here surrounded by vats of body parts. He wants the skin. He wants the body parts because he's the one that uh, was part of the ordeal that dismantled Domino. Yeah. That and, and that all he fuck. says is you're you're getting stronger, aren't you? Soon you soon you'll be ready for what's next. Awesome. So that story has not ended. Excellent. And we're about to get back into some heavy hitting insanity. What a great segue issue, man. Those are uh, I live for those type of issues. No wonder you enjoyed that so much. Yeah, it was solid. Freaking like freaking I kinda you know I wasn't too into the whole X of Swords thing. I kind of, I kind of fall out when they get a little mini series. There's too many issues. Right. But like getting back to this, getting back to the story, finding out what actually is going on with X Force, and you know, are they actually making their own mutants now? Basically, the Peacock Man is the man. Peacock guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just, it's interesting to see what they could do, and you know, if they're making their own mutants. How many of each mutant are they making? And how are are we looking? Are we looking at a clone army? It sounds like it, and and it's also leading to when they're defeated and they're showing the error of their ways of whether or not they're going to be allowed on Krakoa, which is going to be a big deal. Um, yeah. The other thing is the fact that I'm glad that X Men is picking up some steam again because we got the uh, the uh, election for who's going to be the actual real true blue X Men team. We've got Strife showing up. We got Peacock Dude. Uh, we've got X Factor just sucking. That comic's awful. I picked up one a couple weeks back. I was not impressed. No, dude, it was whack as shit, man. <clears throat> new Mutants was pretty cool though. Kind of dug the New Mutants. New Mutants is always good. Um, I'm waiting for them to bring um, Legion back. 
Oh yeah, that'd be fun. And the thing is too, it's like, is it going to be just X Force characters that are be these, the mutants, or is it going to be like, do they have access to other X Men? I hope so, man, because they're going to need some different teams, and they're going to like the fact that they we have the. Well, I, I mean the, uh, I mean I, I mean the ones that they're making, oh. the Peacock guy. Like, are they going to have different mutants? You know, you are they going to bring back other guys from the dead, possibly? You know who they need to bring back for is the wild card was the um, this happened I think like it was like two thousand and like eleven or maybe ten when Daniel Wade was writing the the mm-hmm. best uh, storyline of Deadpool was uh, all like random body parts of Deadpool were thrown away and merged mm-hmm. into an evil Deadpool like it, it was really, oh yeah I've heard of this yeah yeah it was it was really good it was really good so we, I don't know if they do uh, I don't know if they want to bring Deadpool in because it'd be a little distracting. Yeah, it would definitely change his... He'd choose some scenery, for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Man, I'm glad you you picked that one, man. This has been a good issue, man. Uh, number 80, goddamn. Yeah, we're getting old. Yeah, you've been in since, what, like... You've been in since, like, 60-something, haven't you? Sounds about right. Yeah, no, because my first one with Colin and you was 69, because we made jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been at least... I've been early 60s, maybe late 50s. Hell yeah. It's been a good time, man. Crazy. Uh, we got... All right, so we got to make sure we save us some cash and make sure we get... Because I'm going to... The second we get off here, I'm going to go ahead and get that whole... <laughs> uh, series 5, but we got to make sure we got cash. You say that, but by the time you're done, by the time you log back in, it's going to be like second or third to fourth or fifth round, and you're like, damn, I could have got it like two weeks from now, and I got to wait like freaking three months. I had to wait. My sister ordered uh, Series 1 in June for me, and I didn't get it till like early December. Nah, I wouldn't doubt it. I didn't give a shit. She was like, you need to unwrap something. I'm like, dude, all I want is the peace of mind that those belong to me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, uh, don't care. But we get some, uh, we get some, uh, shit, we gotta get caught up on Dark, we gotta get caught up on some Impact, because that was tonight, but we were busy kicking our own dude, ass. Dark was on. Dark was only freaking an hour this week. It was oh, amazing. That sounds awesome. Like, I, mean, I randomly, I randomly put it in when I was playing a Royal Rumble with my son, and freaking, it was over before he went to bed. I was like, yes! It needs to be just an hour, man. Two and a half, sometimes, like, dude, always ridiculous. Two, two goddamn long. I got, dude. We got, we got, we got stuff to do. We got lives. Yeah. I might. I can only devote so much freaking to re- to watching wrestling. Agreed. That's why I dropped out of NXT for like a year. I'm getting back into it, and I'm really enjoying it. But man, like freaking, Dexter. It gets rough with all the extra crap they give you. The, yeah, we have a lot of stuff, dude. That Dexter is the man, man. I, I love that guy. The the serial killer. Dexter Loomis. Oh yeah, dude. You got to see. You got to see Cameron Grimes. Oh, dude, he freaking, uh, spoiler alert, blah, blah, blah. Freaking, you know how freaking they made, like, the, the whole GameStop thing that's been going on in the news? Yeah. Cameron Grimes invested in it and is now filthy rich. Like, shoot stuff? Like, like came in in a Lamborghini. Like, I'm, I'm on the shoot. I don't care one way or the other. But the character freaking invested in GameStop and has more <laughs> money than he knows what to do with. That's awesome. It is the best thing, like maybe, uh, with the exception of Johnny Gargano, it's the best thing on NXT right now. How's Candice LeRae doing? She's still on fire. Or has it been a while? Dude, she was she. Uh, her and her and Indy Hartwell did the uh, made it like the semis of the the female Dusty Classic. Cool. And freaking, I'm all dude. Candice like 
you can't touch their women's division right now. Like that's probably the with the between the talent they have and the amount of time they allot for their women, you can't touch it. Freaking uh-huh. Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart, freaking Larray, freaking back on Hartwell. NXT? Yeah. Excellent. Good choice. Yeah, her and freaking her and uh her and Shotzi made it to the finals of the Dusty Cl- the female Dusty Classic. They got Finn Balor back. They need to bring Kevin Owens back there full time. Uh, he needs like feuding with Roman Reigns is horseshit. Like, <laughs> put him put him with put Roman Reigns with another like I don't know. I mean, you got you got you got him and Daniel Bryan right now. It's freaking that's SmackDown's main event babies. They need they the, they could build up. They, they I keep hearing like about that. I keep hearing about them building up freaking Cesaro <laughs> and Nakamura and, and if that happens, it. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I know, but freaking, I dude, I'd love to see it. Freaking turn Sammy baby again. Any anything with Sammy as a baby face is gold. God, I love Sammy, man. Freaking uh. There's a million things you could do, but you know I don't write for WWE, so nope. I would, dude. I wouldn't want to write for WWE, dude. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to touch that company with a ten. The paycheck, the paycheck would be nice, but it wouldn't be worth it, man. Like I couldn't imagine being so like happy to be in a place I dreamed to be and so unfulfilled and miserable. That would suck. Eh. <laughs> dude, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know anybody. I know a couple people that have worked there, but I freaking. I don't personally know anybody that I talk to about working there, so like I can't I can't dictate. I'm not gonna say whether it's a great work environment or not because I've never been there. But you know, it's you know it wouldn't be in my top ten. Well, shit, man, we gotta stick to our guns, man. Because one of the things we first agreed upon when we first decided to do business together was we get to do whatever the hell we want. And it's always, it's every time you and I have had any sort of business meeting, it's like, we need our freedom. We need our, we got to figure out a way to get our freedom. And, uh, and our Sunday's off, damn it. And our goddamn Sunday's off. That's, that's, uh, that's the good ass chicken day at fucking Cracker Barrel. <laughs> you got, you got, you got pork to pull. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, man, uh, I, I got nothing left in the tank for today, man. We, this has been a kick ass episode, man. Uh, anything left? Nah, man, I think I'm freaking, I gotta be at work in eight hours. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Probably man. about a good time to kick this out. Yeah, guys, uh, thanks again for listening to Minefields. Give us an email. Uh, we're on literally every social media thing that little kids aren't on. Uh, so, don't find us on TikTok. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, hit I've us seen up. You're actually some of your dance moves. You could be on TikTok. I've got some good dance moves, man. <laughs> I'm a DJ, I can dance. But yeah, this is uh, this is dangerous. This is Morales and Joshua Michael signing off. Colin, we'll hopefully see you next week. And uh, uh, this transmission is over. Over. Boom. <laughs>